With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's Margarita Monday. My name is Tyler Jenkins. Here with our host, we got Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Boys, kicking things off. We got none other than himself. He had a picture of Margs and one other Marg with his lady, the Margarita Mogul himself. Ryan, Joel, gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? Feeling good, boys. We've got a night off of uh, playoff hockey here. Enjoying myself. Looking forward to the second round. Uh, I, I'm not as up as this guy. Uh, I just got a nice little glass of Appleton going on. I'm not like a fucking 40-year-old housewife like these <laughs> these guys. But, uh, yeah, yeah, a bit of a sore throat here. So uh, a little bit uh, on the downside. But it's all good because... Uh, we're going to have a good show because Ryan is all the energy tonight. <laughs> Joel's flaccid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, everybody go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Uh, that's the place to be, man. Tons of information about tons of shows. Uh, all the other podcasts are kick-ass, man. Like MLB's ripping. Uh, if you like baseball, NBA playoffs are still doing its thing, I think. Uh, hockey playoffs are kicking ass. USFL is awesome. We got a major golf tournament coming up this weekend. That'll be sick. NASCAR has been pretty cool. Uh, everything else, man. I think the WNBA, fucking that's, I keep burping, but that's pretty cool. Uh, everything, man. So go check out the Sports Gaming Podcast Network website as well. I think some of the boys on the show got a couple articles coming out. So stay tuned for that. Keep an eye out for the boys here. You know, they'll be doing their thing with the writing and the words and shit. So be sure to go check that out. Um, and again, you can find that at the Sports Gaming Podcast Network website. Uh, and of course, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Slack group. Slack's going to be fired up. It's always been fired up. It's been playoffs. It's doing its thing. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I've been out of it for the past day for obvious reasons that maybe we'll get into uh, a bit later on this show. But uh, for, I went back and I reread everything and you guys are popping off. So good to see that going on in the Slack. If you're not in the Slack, get your ass in the Slack. Also, 
Thank you to some of our listeners for pointing out. If you do join the Slack, all you got to do is just search for the Hockey Channel, right? I think that's how that works. Maybe Ryan can uh, liberate or elaborate. What did I say? Elaborate. <laughs> elaborate a little bit more here. But get your ass in the Slack, man. Yeah, I meant to uh, mention one of the new faces here to try to get some sort of instructions there. But, yeah, just click on the link. Reach out to uh, one of us on Twitter or just go to the Hockey Channel on Slack. She'll be able to find us. It's a great time in there. We're, we're popping off with some uh, some props, some live bets, stuff like that. Anything we don't discuss on the podcast will be discussed in the uh, Hockey Channel, regardless if it's related to hockey or not. So check us out, sg.pn slack. And make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on your podcast platform. If that's on Apple, you can go to sg.pn slash hockey. Spotify is sg.pn slash hockey s. And follow us on Twitter now as well, at HockeySGPN. I think we finally got an intern that's, he, he figured it out a little bit, so we're going to stick with him for a while. Yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. Out of the way. We're shooting 0 for 2 right now when it comes to Twitter interns, <laughs> all right? So keep that in mind, I'll fucking cap a bit. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, we're going to jump into some NHL news and discussions. Boys, this is the most amount of work we put into an NHL news discussions topic all season. Uh, and truth be told, none of them are very good. Uh, I guess, uh, you know what, we got one on here, but we're going to jump into all the series. So we're going to, if you can do a quick one-sentence synopsis on the weekend games of the Game 7s. Because we had, what, five of them? How, how would you sum that up, one sentence? We're, go- we're going one sentence for like one an hour long podcast. I mean, <laughs> it was uh, it was ex- very exciting on-, on Saturday. There was high intensity, probably heightened by one of our hosts' favorite teams being involved. But I feel like Sunday it w- it wasn't as great. But once we got to that overtime in Calgary, I was hyped up. I needed Calgary to win, and Johnny Gaudreau plus nine fifty overtime goal scorer came through for me. Longest sentence I've ever. Heard. I was gonna say a lot of commas, bro. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm long-winded, so. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to that reviewer. Long-winded douche. <laughs> the refs cool, were decent. The refs were decent. The refs were decent. Uh, I would go with. Oh fuck! I don't even know. I should have thought about this through. Um, oh. No, could, wait, wait. I want Joel to expand on on the uh, helmet penalty in the Penguins Rangers game. Well, it's a dumb oh. fucking rule. If you have your no lid, then just play on. Whatever, who gives a fuck? I think I think you know what it be is if your hair is sick, you should be able to stay on the ice. But like, if you're bald, you gotta get <laughs> off. Like, if you got sick hair, you should be able to stay on. You're allowed to stay on and make a play as long as you're still in the play. You just have to know the rule. That, that no, that's no, it. that changed this year. This year, you have to no, get off as long. No, as long as it's like a reasonable in the play, it's reasonable. You you can make a play. You don't have to go off, or you can reach down, put your fucking helmet back on. <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough. Um, well, that is right, a well, pussy for running off the ice like that. Yeah, exactly. What exactly. happens if you play? So, what happens if you play the puck? Do they just give you a penalty? Because aren't you then better off to just take the two minutes? Like, if you're still involved in the play, it's not even a penalty as long as no. it's, it's a reasonable amount of time. That's kind of shit. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, it is shit. All right. We're well, down here. Uh, some news out of the Vegas Golden Knights trash organization. Uh, head coach DeBoer got the sack. Are you surprised? Nope. Because they don't give a fuck about anybody. They fired him. What do you think, gentlemen? Jolie, going to you here, bud. Do you see this one coming or what? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, they fired Shard Galat for a lot less. Uh, DeBoer, <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously they had the massive injury problems all season long, especially towards the end there. And uh, finally, when they get healthy, there just wasn't enough uh, time left in the season to get in the playoffs. So it's it only makes sense because this is an organization that has zero patience whatsoever. They don't give a shit about their players. They don't give a shit about their coaches. There's zero loyalty here. It's not how you build a winning culture. So, of course, he, he's fired. Um, that's a, that's a shame because he's actually a pretty good coach, even though he's at a, a bunch of playoff chokes. But uh, so so far as a NHL coach, he's a very smart guy. So uh, yeah, that's just another that's just another thing that we come to expect from the Knights: uh, not not doing the right thing and not treating their players or coaches with uh, any modicum of respect or loyalty. Yeah, my, my respect for the uh, Golden Knights is definitely going down with. With all these things coming coming out, it's, it, I mean, Gallant got left. He had to take a taxi to the airport. At least this is happening in the offseason where DeBoer, I'm assuming, is, is at home or, or somewhere comfortable. But, yeah, the the casual fans aren't going to say it. They're like, okay, Golden Knights are back. We got Stone. We got Pacioretty. We got Eichel back. All the good guys are back. It's it's normal. But, no, there's a lot of stuff going, going on behind the scenes. A lot of coaching changes, a lot of management shit. So, Golden Knights, they had a good start, made the uh, Stanley Cup final in their first year, but I'm starting to lean more and more towards us talent side with them just becoming one of the more evil uh, organizations in the Western Conference. Okay, you know what I forgot about? And like I knew that something like this was always kind of like in the back of my mind, but I forgot that it was about this team. So Vegas owner Bill Foley came out, I believe it was their inaugural year, and he says, our plan is to hoist the Stanley Cup within eight years. So I think this guy is just doubling down, man. He's like, fuck it. I said eight years. We're winning the fucking cup in eight years. If you're not making playoffs, you're gone. You're fired. You're trashed. Get the fuck out of here. Fucking fuck the boar. Get out of here, Flurry. Everybody else, you're gone. They don't give a shit. Suzuki, psh, give me patch already. Don't care. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like this literally just stems from the owner, man. Like, And it makes sense, too, because like, look, these are like... GMs with, uh, who's that, L.A. Vigneault? No, not L.A. Vigneault. Who am I thinking? The original GM, whatever. Either way, they're getting rid of everybody. Coaches, GMs, players, they're making stupid deals. And, man, I, I don't I don't think that's how you win in the National Hockey League. You know, and it, clearly it's proven. And they didn't even make playoffs. You can say injury trouble, but they're also $20 million over the cap. and couldn't even ice a friggin' team. So, uh, I don't know. At some point, I guess you gotta. Someone's gonna have to sit this guy down. Maybe he's just in Vegas and he's just fired up off fucking chach all day long. Like, we're winning. We're winning the cup in three years or something stupid. I don't know. I. It's absolutely ridiculous though, dude. Like, uh, what has this team been around for now? Like four years, and they're still doing the same shit. Like, eventually, you gotta kind of learn a bit, no? Yeah, I don't think they have. A, they have a bad business plan from the start, but once they get to this point, they have to kind of rethink it a little bit. They have a lot of money tied up. I'm looking on the cap friendly page till 2026. They have 10 million in Michael, nine and a half in Stone, who's already 30, uh, 5.9 in Carlson, 8.8 in Petrangelo, who's 32. So, yeah, they need to win in the next few years because then it's going to go very downhill pretty quickly. Interesting to see if they go after Trots first. Maybe this happened because oh. Trots. Oh, yo, for sure. Trots, Trots or Quenville is, is going to Vegas right now. I could see it, man. Hundred percent. I actually didn't even think about that, but you're so totally I right. Don't, I don't think Quenville, but just uh, a little too soon. Kind of yeah, I could see some teams doing it, but Vegas is more like the uh, I don't know 
socially aware <laughs> organization kind of thing. So. Are they? Are they, they don't full want of assholes. They can yeah, they are a full guy of assholes. With a poor reputation. No, what did he do? All he did was fucking uh, play hockey or uh, coach hockey. And, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. We don't have to get into that, but I, he's not to blame <laughs> yeah. for that shit. Hey, I'm with you. Don't worry. It's okay. But hey, fucking in the, in the eye of the public, you know, an asshole in an asshole, it could make for a shit sandwich of some sort. Who knows? Well, I'll respect that more than, than whatever the fuck <laughs> they're doing right now. Just go full heel. Full heel, I love it. Eh? Not a bad play. They're fucking MJF. Let's go. Um, okay, we'll head down here. We had a couple potential last games around the league, whether it be retirement potential or, you know, players playing their last game in their respective teams. Uh, a couple names on the docket. I'll list them off, then we can kind of see anything you guys want to touch on. Uh, there's been some speculations. Obviously, none of this is confirmed. Who the fuck knows? And I'm sure at least like two or three of these guys, you know, this won't happen. Uh, but Patrice Bergeron, there's some talks. I've heard two things. I heard talks of potential retirement or potential of him going to Montreal. Uh, there's been talks of Melkin and Latang having their last season with the Penguins. Uh, and there's also been a bit of speculation about Carey Price later as well. So uh, I don't know, boys. Any Anything there jump off the page at you or what? Uh, th- that's a good one. Remember how the how the Penguins fans were like, "Oh, what if this Crosby Malkin Latang thing is like the last dance with Jordan?" Yeah, the last dance gonna fucking bounce out in the first round, blowing a fucking three one series lead. Had a lead in all, every single one of those games. Get the fuck out of Pittsburgh, Malkin. Get the fuck out of Pittsburgh, Latang. See ya. Start rebuilding. <laughs> You're done. Uh, Bergeron, Bergeron in Boston. Okay, see you too, uh, Katoria. Start coming, t- taking some selkies from you. And you know, it's it. As a hockey fan, it, it sucks to say because these guys are great and they're synonymous with their teams they're with. But as a Flyers fan, fuck them all. There we go. We're finally getting some emotion out of Ryan oh when it comes goodness. to his team. We're getting the. This is the better side of the uh, the sport, you know, the the hatred that these rivalries create. So I love it. But that said, uh, I don't love uh, what he's saying because uh, I love all these guys, uh, especially Bergeron. The guy's my favorite player outside of Colorado. Uh, he's the warrior of the sport, and he's playing broken ribs always. Even this past series, just going back on the ice, even though he needs stitches, he needs to be back on the power play five on four. Or was it a five on three? Doesn't matter. Uh, guy is an absolute warrior. Uh, one of the best players to ever play the game. Uh, two way player too, so he doesn't shirk his defensive responsibilities uh, quite the other way around. Maybe he's a little bit too defensive, but he knows what he's doing. So I love Bourgeron. Uh and uh, the Penguins too. Got a lot of respect for that organization just from pure hockey hockey sense. You know, they're they're one of the most successful. Uh, uh, franchises ever, and uh, no less so with uh, Sid, Malkin, Tang. Uh, I think this is the the group that's been together the longest uh, since they they uh, got together there in the mid thousands, late thousands. Uh, so yeah, it's sad to see them go, but uh, that's what happens. You know, I got no love for Pittsburgh, but uh, I just uh, you know we'll look back on that with more fondness. Maybe not Ryan, but uh, yeah, you know, you, no. you like to see like, I mean. Like Mario Lemieux, I didn't like him at the time because he's always competed Joe Sackett for goal scoring. But now I can look back on, on Mario Lemieux and he's like, oh, man, he's a fucking god. So uh, I think it's the same kind of thing here. Obviously not for rivals because I'm not going to think the same way about fucking Steve Eisman with the Red Wings. <laughs> but uh, Mario Lemieux, definitely uh, as a you know, lover of hockey, you know. Just out of curiosity, respect- what, are your thoughts on, what are your thoughts on Chris Osgood? Well, fuck that guy. What did I say? I don't like Eisman. I think I don't like Osgood. <laughs> Sorry to cut Oz you off. Bad. 
<laughs> I like that. Joel coming out coming out with the uh, wordsmith there. But yeah, I'll respect Crosby. Don't compare those guys to fucking Latang or, or Malkin. Come on. What would you do if fucking both Malkin and Latang signed with Philly next year? Just in some strange <laughs> year. What would you do? We'd have to delete they're, this they're... show. No, Latang is fine. I have nothing against him. Malkin's the ugliest and dirtiest player in the league. No, stand right by that Philly. with him on the flyer. Yeah, he'll fit right exactly. in. Yeah. <laughs> him just sitting there waffing down cheesesteaks, being ugly and being dirty. Fuck, that doesn't <laughs> scream Philadelphia. I don't know what does, but <laughs> Ug- uglier and uglier by the cheesesteak. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, dude, I don't know. Like, uh, I've got to be honest with you. Like, uh, the whole Bergeron retiring thing kind of caught me off guard. He's like, what? It's, you know, I thought he was like 36, 35. Like, he's, he's got a couple more years. He's too good. That's what kills me is that every year for the past, like, seven years, this guy just seems to get better and better and better. So to see him just kind of hang him up, that's that's a little bit. I think he's going to be back, man. And I think he'll be back in Boston, too. Like, I know mm-hmm. people were saying, oh, he'll go to Montreal because, you know, he grew up, you know, obviously a Habs fan and shit being from Quebec. But, like, He's Boston, man, through and through, right? So I don't know. I, I could see him no kicking way. back. What do you what do you think? Oh, he's not going no, to Montreal. No right? way he's going to Montreal, man. Maybe not if they're so. like contenders. And they that's it too. They're shit. Like they're, <laughs> they're terrible. So why would he want to go there? People nah, like, oh, he can could, he can train Shane Wright. Fuck off. Nah, he's brothers could you with imagine, Could you imagine yeah. Bergeron in in Boston in uh Toronto as like a, a third line center behind Matthews and Tavares? Just how nasty go, would that be? Just, just sell, just sell his soul to win a cup with Toronto. Yeah, league men, baby. Let's go. They get the Jason Spezza deal. You got, you got a four what? centers of Matthews, fucking Tavares, fucking Bergeron and Spezza. How nasty would that be? As long as uh, Wayne Simmons is still there. Oh, so, I'm sure the Wayne and, and train sign, will sign, be. Sign, sign Claude Giroux for a Ligman uh, third line. Are winner. we just loading we up the lease? Well, you must be drunk. What is going on tonight? Holy shit. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't get where that's coming from. Fuck, I might as well take Malkin and Latang too. Throw them all on you. Nah, fuck them, man. Fuck them. Fuck them. Okay, boys. Um, I think that pretty much covers it. Hart uh, Trophy nominations did come out. It was Matthews, McDavid, Shesterkin. I think we talked about that a lot. Um, we don't really have to jump into it too much. Joel, you said you got a future spot on Matthews, right? I think uh, everyone who listens to this podcast knows that by now. But uh, yes. Yes. I okay. Do. Okay, well there we go. So we're, yeah, uh, we're... I'm, I'm there on Matthews too, but like as the playoffs are kind of showing it, and just I feel like goalies should in general have more of a say at the Hart Trophy than they do. So Sturkin won't win it, but but I feel like he 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 should. I, I will be happy when Matthews wins it. He hit 60 goals. Also, McDavid should be up there, even though he has dry settle. And Shesterkin should be seriously considered. It's going to be Matthews, but I feel like the the award is bad because goalies aren't aren't weighed the same. But in a year like this, Shesterkin is just completely carrying the Rangers. It's almost like goalies should have their own separate award of some sort, eh? Oh, wait. Could <laughs> yeah, you imagine? <laughs> okay, Joel, you got anything else to add here? Or are we good? Well, there's one more thing. I mean, it's the most valuable player, right? And uh, when you're talking about the most valuable player, it's going to be the goalie most of the time. So really, the Hart Trophy winner should always be a goalie. So I say, fuck the goalies. It shouldn't be for them. This is for the best uh, skater. Yes. And uh, Austin Matthews uh, deserves that this year for what he did for the Leafs. 
60 goals, man. 60 goals. That's absolutely... And a strong defensive player as well. So, yeah. Yeah, said. underrated there, too. Uh, exactly. He should be in the Selkie race. Too, he is, but, uh, I think, isn't he? Yeah, but he doesn't play in the penalty kills. So that that kind of hurts. That hurts. Players. But, uh, right. yeah, he, he was one of the best defensive forwards this year. Mm-hmm. Make sure to get down on the wins bet $10 win $200 promotion, where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same-game parlays with the Win's own Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose, or push a three-leg or more Build Your Own Bet parlay between Thursday and Saturdays. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball or points in hockey. Then, choose the amount of money you want to enter into this contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Um. Okay, that pretty much covers that. Uh, we'll skip down, boys. You just want to jump right into uh some series odds here. Actually, do you know what? No, fuck that. Let's go through just a little quick run through of the uh, first round matchups here. All right? You know, if we have any thoughts or concerns, so that's cool with you guys. Um, we'll start Wait. things off. Oh, what do you got? No, good. No, go ahead. Are you sure? The fucking margarita <laughs> monster. He's got something to say. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> okay well all right uh we'll kick things off we'll keep it in the west uh obviously first round series first one and we had colorado avalanche sweeping the absolute wheels off of the nashville predators they did it in four it was i don't think it shocked anybody uh you had noticed noted swedish game thrower uh connor ingram even though he's not swedish but he threw games in sweden in that so that hurt the cause for nashville gentlemen what are our thoughts on this series i don't think any of us are too surprised here no uh, no, I mean the the odds were they opened up at like minus four hundred and they got bet up to like minus seven fifty. So uh, clearly, <laughs> who's betting that? <laughs> yeah, if you have the bankroll, why not, right? You can make yeah, some true. free money there. I mean, uh, there was no sweat at all in that. Even the game, 
game two where it went to overtime, it was only because Connor Ingram um, had the game of his life. Uh, other than that, I mean, Kale McCarr was just even better than that, but of course he doesn't get the credit. Uh, but yeah, it was just a one-way traffic the whole way through. Uh, I think the Predators had the lead for like five minutes in the whole series, so that just tells you everything you need to know. Uh, that was over before it started. Yeah, there's someone on the Blues right now in in, in this series against the Avalanche, but I mean, I would trust a shark. You know what I'm saying? There's somebody uh, I definitely wouldn't trust. Ooh. <laughs> you, you can't trust or argue with that. I, I was looking at it a little bit. The Blues talked me into it. They, they have the experience winning the cup there. Our Riley's a great captain. I feel like they pushed We're talking through. about the Predators, man. We're not even talking about the Blues. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking we're about going the, over the, past the, the first. The, yeah, yeah. We're just going a little, little keep up, man. Oh. <laughs> what, what's, what, what's even the point of my talking about that? It was clearly going to be going to be four or five games. And then you could have just said it was. <laughs> All right. Speaking about the Blues, let's jump into the Blues and Minnesota Wild. First round, uh, Blues ended up taking that game in six games. I got to be honest with you, boys. I didn't see this coming. I had Minnesota to win this series. But St. Louis uh, surprised a lot of people, and they looked pretty damn good. Uh, this is a team that's, what, three years away from winning the Stanley Cup here. Uh, Ryan, tell the people <laughs> your thoughts on the Blues. Yeah, I, I apparently had uh, picked the Blues in our – uh, playoff bracket NHL.com. So good for that. They, they had this season series against Minnesota, but I, I, I don't think they're going to get here against Colorado. They had a good series. Bennington is going to be basically how they win or lose the series because because Uso did not show up in the first few games. I picked the Wild for this series, but uh, I should have paid attention to the fact that the Wild are a fucking loser organization. Okay, they're. <laughs> they're, they're, you know, if the Leafs didn't exist, uh, the Wild get made fun of a lot more because uh, they, they're like even worse. Uh, especially if you look at all the Minnesota teams across the NFL, MLB, and NBA, they're just uh, a loser city. So uh, I should not have bet on them to win the series, but I did bet it to go over five and a half games, so that worked out uh, because it was it was close at times. I mean, uh, maybe not in individual games, but it did go back and forth there. Uh, yeah, Blues power play was just uh, too legit. Uh, I think they, they had eight goals. So, yeah, when you're scoring like uh, 40% of your power plays, whatever it was, uh, it's hard to win games, especially if you don't get the goaltending. I mean, what a waste of that, those picks they gave up for, for Flurry and um, who else? They got Delorier and uh, one of the Kraken guys, I don't remember, Middleton, I think. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're in the shitter now. They don't have draft picks. They're going to have uh, some big salary cap issues. So, uh, yeah, it's it's tough days to be a Wild fan because uh, they won't get past the first round anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough look for sure. Um, heading on down here, I think this one caught everybody off guard, dude. Like, I did not expect this game or the series to go to seven games, but it most definitely did. Uh, Dallas Stars gave the Calgary Flames almost everything they could handle, man. Calgary did get it done in game seven overtime last night. That was pretty sick to see. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I did not see the Stars even having a single chance here. I got a, a bit of, you know, I'm in a bit of a work pool and shit, and I got a lot of players in Calgary, so I was I was sweating this one out pretty good here. Uh, they ended up getting it done here, but kudos to the stars, man. More importantly, to a I fuck, I can't say it. Jake Ottinger, Ottinger, one Ottinger, of one of those yeah. two. Ottinger, look at that. Yeah. 
fucking yeah. Look at that. What are we at? Fifty six shows or fifty seven shows, and I finally got it. Jake Ottinger, he played absolutely outstanding all series long. Uh, obviously, had a pretty cool moment there with Jakob Markstrom in the uh, in the end of game, a little handshake line there. But uh, yeah, man. So Calgary wins it in seven, close series, good on Dallas, but the Flames end up uh, getting the better of them. What do you boys think? Yeah, Andre had to make uh, 64 saves for you to finally learn his name there. But yeah, he definitely <laughs> showed out in the playoffs. He's still 23. I think Dallas is a team where they have a veteran group that is probably overpaid right now, where they can build around them, build a defensive team, and get in the playoffs and and see what happens with a guy like that. He's definitely put his name on the map there, and no one expected that game, that series, to go seven games or at least. Even six, even I thought I thought the Flames would would sweep or win in five. So good on Ottinger there for for pushing that as as far as it went. Well, I was actually right about the result because it did take the Stars plus one and a half games in the series, uh, but I was kind of wrong in how it happened. I, I thought that the Stars would be able to push back a little bit more with their veteran group, and you know Pavelski was good early games, and Heiskanen was awesome uh, in the game seven especially and. And uh, actually, throughout the series, he's he's a warrior. He's the best player on the stars, other than uh, Ottinger. But uh, and I thought that Goudreau and those Flames would be more like the the Flames team that uh, lost to the Avs uh, a few years ago. Uh, they just didn't show up in the playoffs. I thought maybe that might be the case. Uh, kind of looked that way for a few games too, because they didn't get in the board. But then, of course, Goudreau scores the game-winning goal uh, in Game Seven there. So. Can't can't claim credit for that opinion, but I'll still take the plus one and a half games, uh, even though it came through a a way I did not expect. With Jake Ottinger just absolutely dominating, uh, yeah, he was the best player in the series. Just uh, but the better team won, obviously. So uh, yeah, we could see the Battle of Alberta next. Damn right we do, and Joel just touched on it. Our next series here again. This one went to seven. Uh, yeah, the Edmonton Oilers take down the L.A. Kings. Uh, boys, I was, I don't know why I was just so hoping LA was going to win this series. I, I kind of liked them from the get go here. And at one point it looked like they were dead. I think they were up going into game six and then they lost two in a row. I might be wrong, but, um, Kings look surprisingly decent. They kind of turned back the clock a little bit. Obviously it was Dustin Brown's kind of last season. He announced he was going to retire before playoffs started. Uh, but Edmonton ended up getting the best of them. And it's, it's a simple case of your best players, you know, being your best players at the right time, right? McDavid was an absolute stud. I know Drysdale was playing through a bit of an injury, but there's a couple other guys. Evander Kane was seven goals in that series. That's absolutely incredible. Uh, but that's what they brought him in to pay him to do, you know? So you give credit where credit's due. The, uh, the Oilers took down the Kings in seven games here. Uh, Jolie, what do you think? Uh, yeah, kind of similar to the, uh, the last series we talked about, except, uh, the Kings actually showed a lot more five-on-five um, uh, five play. They were better uh, controlling the the play. The possession numbers were all very good uh, in the first periods too. Like they often cut out to like these 15, 20 shot first periods. So they took control of games, and the, the Oilers just couldn't uh, quite skate past them. You know, they got uh, Kopitar and Deneau fortunate uh, back checking with McDavid and Co. But in the end of the day, uh, the better team won uh, thanks to the the will and the power of McDavid, who showed that he is the best player in the league in that game seven. He was just a man on a mission. Even when Dryasaddle got hurt, he was just walking around on one leg. But McDavid, doesn't matter. He took over the game. And uh, credit to Mike Smith, too. You know, he he doesn't look all that. Uh, <laughs> He's ugly. Uh, 
No, yeah, he's fucking ugly, like your drunken uncle, he said. Uh, <laughs> but he makes the saves, and he's good in these clutch games. Uh, he's got some crazy stats that you would not expect for him. But, yeah, uh, Oilers will be in tough against the Flames here. But uh, if, if McDavid plays like that in every single game, they'll be uh, going toe-to-toe. Yeah, I mean, the the Oilers look good there with Mike Smith, even out-dueling Jonathan Quick, who's going into his final year of his contract next season. Kyle Peterson, I didn't realize Kyle Peterson was 27. He I feels like a bit old for, for people saying, like, he's the, the future of the Kings. But they, they showed that maybe they're looking for a quick turnaround with Deneau. They have Ayafalo, uh, Anthony Sioux, Arvidsson there. So... It was a good, great series by the Kings to, to force seven games. They had the lead going in, into game six at home. I, I thought they might close it out. They, they couldn't get it done, but it's definitely a, a good showing for them. Even even without without winning the series, they, they took the Oilers to uh, game seven. And the Oilers could beat the Flames. You never know with what uh, McDavid can do. Now, uh, just out of curiosity, how old is 27 in giraffe years? I don't fucking know. <laughs> okay, don't get me so sassy about it. I just figured I'd ask. Uh, also, uh, noted LA Kings players you forgot to mention were uh, Carl Grenstrom, Sean Dursey, and of course Trevor Moore. So, uh, yeah, they're all the great series. Um, those are the former Leafs. <laughs> those are the former Marlies, babies. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right, that covers our West. You know what, man? There was a lot of good series there. Obviously, maybe not so much the Colorado one. That was a bit of a, a bit of a shit show. But Christ, uh, Minnesota, St. Louis, Calgary, Dallas, and Edmonton, uh, LA. That made for a fantastic first round. So we're very much lucky to uh, take that in. Uh, that being said, we'll jump into the East here. Uh, okay, things off. New York Rangers, man. They took down the Pens in seven. It was looking like it was going to be a little spicy in that series, you know? It was, it was looking like we might have a little bit of spicy pork and broccoli going on, but, uh, you know, it ended up not being the best for Pittsburgh, and it was not the best. So, uh, New York ended up getting the job done there. They kicked some ass. They came back. Um, obviously, it hurt having no Crosby, even though he played game seven, which was kind of weird, but uh, that ended up happening, but it still ended up being enough. The Rangers did take that series um i don't know boys uh if you if you have a healthy tristan jari in this you know for the entire series do you think the penguins get it done yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah if you have a healthy jari i think they definitely get it done i think if they, even if they have a healthy to smith they get that done it's just louis domingue Pe- people overplayed overhyped him with the triple overtime win but he's a He's an AHL third string goalie, and that's what he showed in the later games. And and Pittsburgh, they would have won the series if they had Crosby healthy for the whole time. I mean, they had they had injuries all season long with Crosby, uh, Malkin, all those guys. Gensel finally kind of came out in the playoffs there, showed out a little bit, even though I hate him. But yeah, Penguins <laughs> showed a lot in this uh, seven game series loss. Oh yeah, but. That sums up the way the Rangers played all season long. I mean, especially before the trade deadline. They were totally outplayed uh, almost every game there. Uh, they just relied on capitalizing on their fewer chances and uh, a good power play. And obviously the, the good goaltending would showed up better in uh, the last few games because uh, Shesterkin was not himself in the early part of the series, but uh, obviously outplayed uh, Domingue and uh, an injured Jari just coming back from his... Uh, is layoff uh but yeah pet the pens were the much better team here rangers fortunate to advance in my opinion um yeah i mean uh, uh 
I like I said before, you know, I'm sad to see these guys go and all that, but uh, it's time for new guys to take over, I guess. And hopefully, the likes of Kako and the Frenier and Fox can become a new dynasty, if only for us hockey historians. There you go. There you go. That's pretty tight. We'll see how they play off in the second round. Uh, moving up here, we had. And again, fuck, man, like, I can't believe just how tight these games were or these series were themselves. We had the Carolina Hurricanes against the Boston Brooms. It went to seven games. Carolina ended up getting the job done here. But, man, give credit to Boston. When they went down two games to none to start that series off, I was like, they're done. Like, you know, I wasn't thinking sweet, but I wasn't thinking we were going to see a game six in this. Sure enough, they brought it back to game seven and had Carolina sweating a little bit. Uh, good on the Bruins. In the end, it wasn't enough to get it done here. Uh, I don't know. Ryan, what do you think in this series, bud? Yeah, I mean, you said it. Carolina won the first two games, 5-1 and 5-2. So you thought going back to Boston, maybe they'd win one, maybe they'd squeak one out to uh, to save some face in the series. But they, they won every home game, 4-2, 5-2, 5-2 in game six to force a game seven, and, and it was close. It was a 3-2 game. Uh, Pasternak scored the second goal late in the third period. But still, it was... Uh, a good fight by them against the Carolina team that that's definitely up and coming. They don't have a lot a lot of stars, but they're they're built well. They can play in front of any goalie, and and they showed that against the Bruins. All right, it's a shame that uh, this is the first round matchup. I think that these are two of the best teams in the league. Uh, same with another matchup that we'll get to shortly, I imagine. Uh, but yeah, that's what happens when you are in the uh, the Eastern Conference, which is about ten times better than the Western Conference at this point. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, they went down to nothing there. And then I'm like, okay, Boston's going to do this. I believe in the Bruins. Uh, so I, I won some bets there, but in the end I lost the, the main one. I lost the series, bet. I lost the bet in game seven because the hurricanes are just too deep. And, uh, Bronto, he, he played better than I expected. Um, uh, it might've been different if Swayman got the start, maybe he came in in game two instead of Omar. Uh, maybe they could have stole that one, but, uh, it's the way she goes. So, uh, Good for the Hurricanes. I'll be cheering for them the rest of the way out of the East. You know, Joel, you touched on something there that I was uh, going to bring up as well. I think Antti Ranta kind of uh, surprised a lot of people here. I can speak for myself. I was a little bit skeptical uh, with no Frederick Anderson starting for the Canes this series. I get the slight edge to Boston, man, especially in our bracket challenge. Uh, shout out to everybody that took our bracket challenge, by the way. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, good on, uh, good on the Hurricanes. And I think they proved that just how good they are, not only offensively, but defensively as well. Uh, Rod Brendamore has that team playing very well, as you would expect with them. So uh, good on Carolina. And uh, I don't know. I can see them uh, I can see them going on a little bit of a run here, but we'll get into that a bit later. Um, all right. We'll head up. Uh, keep on going up here. We got the Florida Panthers against the Washington Capitals. Uh, this series did go to six games here. Boys, I'm telling you right now, game four was the deal breaker in this. So it was 2-1 Washington going into the game four. I think they had the lead with two minutes left. If they close out that game and go up 3-1 against Florida, I think that would have been it, man. But give credit to the Panthers. They battled back uh, pretty much ever since that goal and then overtime win. They just took control for the rest of the series. Uh, Caps played well, though. So, you know, I think uh, at least I can admit myself that caught me off guard. I did not see it happening. They got some half-decent goaltending, too. I was chirping Samsonov in the slack a little bit, and uh, he he shoved it right up my ass. So uh, I'll give them credit, but it wasn't good enough to beat the President Trophy-winning uh, Florida Florida Panthers there. I don't know. Jolie, what do you think? Yeah, you mentioned that game four is pivotal. You have to remember that they 
they came within inches of hitting an, an empty net goal there, which would have sealed that game, and then they would have gone up 3-1. to one. But instead, the Panthers, after fucking going over in the series on the power play, after having one of the best power plays in the regular season, they have went, like, what, 0-15, 0-16, something crazy like that. But they scored their 6-on-5 goal, which was the most meaningful goal in the series, because that meant it went to overtime, which they won and tied up the series. So, yeah, you're right. That game four was absolutely the deal breaker. And, uh, um, yeah, the Capitals showed their age a little bit. They they tired down. And, the, and uh, yeah, I think the next game was a killer, too. They went up three goals, and then the Panthers just uh, did what they do in the regular season, just came right back, won the game 5-3. Uh, yeah, Washington may, maybe uh, – Maybe uh, they showed other teams how to how to beat the Panthers, though. They 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 didn't give them the space in the middle of the ice, and um, that's the way you got to do it against the Panthers, uh, especially if you can figure out the power play. I mean, I don't know how they didn't score one power play goal, so maybe that that might regress a little bit, and then uh, poor Tampa Bay Lightning if they if they uh, are on the other side of that because uh, the Panthers definitely deserves more power play goals. Yeah, I mean, you said a game four. Florida came back from from a 2-1 deficit. H- huge win there. He came back late, won in overtime. So that that's what they needed. That was the, the big turnaround. And then game five, Washington took that 3-0 lead. I, I really thought the Panthers were done at that point, but they came back. Won that one, too. Won the series in six. Won the uh, minus one-and-a-half games bet. And here, here's a bit of a hater take here, but everyone's talking about how, you know, Carter Verhage's so good. Like, there's so many players like him in the AHL just hanging around needing a chance. Verhage had 36 points in 43 games last season, 55 and 78 this season. Like, he's a, he's a good player. There are players that show that in the AHL that aren't aren't that good. And let's talk about how, how old Nick, Nick Paul had, had two goals. So he's, he's amazing. Now, no, he's just a depth player who stepped up in a big game. And that's, what's going to happen here in the playoffs. You have one game. It's a huge game. It's a huge step for them. And it's just the team lifting them to that. And it, w- it was great to see the Panthers win it. I, I was impressed by the Capitals winning two games in that series. And they did kind of show a blueprint to how to beat the Panthers in the playoffs. No, I mean, I couldn't agree more with everything you said there, but I, I just got to say, how dare you talk about former Toronto Marley, Carter Verhehe, like that? <laughs> you asshole. Um, okay. Uh, all right, guys, that pretty much wraps up all of our uh, all of our first-round series. Hilarious. Here, no? Hilarious. Uh, that's it. That's it. We don't, it is, that was it, right? That covers all of them, no? You fuckers <laughs> really going to make me do this? Oh. That's you really gonna for. make me do this? You want to see me try again? Pay you the big bucks for. You want to see me do this yeah. shit? Okay. Let's see those tears. Oh, I fucking hate you all so much. God damn it. Um. All right. Fuck. We had Tamp- the fuck goddamn Tampa Bay Lightning against Toronto Maple Leafs. The the series itself went to seven. Uh, Toronto got the win. That's they, they won it. They won it cleanly. It was five nothing in game seven. Leafs. Austin Matthews had six goals and a five nothing win. Um, Jack Campbell had two shutouts in one game. Uh, Sheldon Keefe won coach of the year just based off that. Um, Cal Dubas signed a multi-year extension after this game. I thought it was pretty well. Boys, what do you think? It's, <laughs> Fuck you. It's, Say something. It's sad. It's sad to Talon, I, I do legitimately feel bad for, for your loss because you, you were so confident in them in game six. 
And then even in, in game seven, they could have got it done. And like, as Joel has said, loose fans are complete shit, but you are definitely the exception to the rule. So it feels bad to make fun of loose fans when we know you're here. But I mean, that game seven was the most intense hockey game I've watched as a non-fan for quite a few years since the Flyers were in that playoffs against the Islanders game six, at least. So it was it was intense. I think the people saying like, oh, there's a problem in the Leafs locker room. There has to be some sort of change. No, they they lost to the defending Stanley Cup champs, two-time champs. They have a good core. Just just run it back. They'll be a favorite for the division next year and be right in the same position. Yeah, uh, that's that's the the prevailing sentiment here in Canada. Uh, I mean, you still have a lot of fans just saying burn all down all that, but the more rational way to go about it is. Uh, is to run it back. I mean, you never would have thought we would be saying that after last year because this should be the last, uh, the last hurrah for this group. Uh, considering we've lost all those those uh, close-up games, I think it's 0-10 now or 0-9 with uh, Mitch and Austin. Um, so, yeah, and you got Dubas there goofing things up a bit too, and uh, uh, Keith didn't exactly have his best uh, performance as coach. So it, it's interesting, but uh, that said, the Leafs pushed the Lightning to all the way to seven games and were the, absolutely the better team in that game seven. It's just uh, they don't have that clutch factor. That's why you see fucking Matthews shooting pucks into the corner and when he's usually hitting those on net and scoring goals. So, uh, yeah, it's just about waiting for those guys to to find it. It's all psychological. There's nothing you can do really for uh, – I mean, you could obviously do stuff from a roster standpoint. The uh, Leafs should get – bit bigger a bit more physical and uh maybe a bit younger in spots i mean you can't be relying on on uh spets as your sixth man on the six on five come on um but yeah he's a good locker and guy and all that but uh, yeah yeah you, you, all you can do is keep supporting these guys and getting to go over the hump i mean this team should have been able to uh, make a run in this playoffs they were absolutely one of the best teams this year so uh yeah i'm, I'm, I'm paying my due respect to the Leafs because absolutely they were the uh, they're a great team this year and um, maybe deserve better than playing the Lightning in uh, the first round. All right, John, I'll I'll be a little bit more serious here. I appreciate the kind sentiments there. Those are very nice words. Um, to say that this series has been, more so the result of the series has been anything short of heartbreaking is it, just, it's, it, was, it was absolutely, it was a killer. It was a fucking dagger. I'm not going to lie. I had a couple tears coming down my eyes. I was watching this game downtown in a bar in fucking Toronto at fucking Bay Street and Esplanade, which is right downtown. That's that's where it is, man. And just the atmosphere of this city, it was absolutely incredible. And to just have that dagger shut in our heart, it sucked, dude. Like, uh, There's nothing short of saying it sucked. I had tears going down my eyes when I was taking the subway home, and I looked beside me, and I wasn't the only one. There was <laughs> tons of – I was telling these guys before the show, it's like the Dallas Cowboys meme where like the, the guy's sitting there crying from like two years ago shit, and his girl's like trying to like you know help him out a little bit, and that's exactly what it was. You look at the subway, it was just that. It was a bunch of fucking grown men crying and a bunch of girls being like, what the fuck am I supposed to do right now but just trying to say nice things. So it, it was a train wreck, dude. Like, not no, maybe not a train wreck. That's not the right thing. Like I said, it was, it's heartbreaking. That's the biggest thing you can say. What do you blame it on here, man? Like, I'm, you know, there was there were some calls that I necessarily didn't agree with, but you can't sit there and be like, oh, the refs fucked us. The refs got something against Toronto. The refs got something against Canadian teams. That's 
That's a fucking pussy mindset. That's just such a bullshit attitude. You want to be a great team? You know what you do? You find a way to beat the refs if you have to. If you feel like something's not going your way, it doesn't matter. You find a way to win. That's what great teams do. I think this Leafs team is a fantastic team. But, you know, maybe they just weren't great enough to get it done. They had their chances, you know. That five-on-three in a game six was a killer. Do I necessarily agree with it? No. Am I going to sit here and bitch about it? Not a chance in hell. Because a great team finds a way to close out that series, and they find a way to win those games. So, with all the acclimates, everything that happened proper this year, you know, Jack Campbell is an all-star goalie, Austin Matthews hitting 60 goals, Mitch Marner an absolute stud all year long. You know, you had some great defensive seasons from young players like Sandy and Lilligren. Uh, fuck, man, there's nothing more you can ask for. Like, Christ, Nylander set a record high in goals. What was he at, like 35, 36 goals or some shit? Like, everything clicked this year, guys. Like, you know, you can get on John Tavares's ass. You know, the guy showed up when it mattered the last couple of games. He had two goals in game six, and he had a big goal in game seven that, for whatever reason that I'm not going to get into, ended up getting called back. So it, it's it's heartbreaking. That's what it is. And it's so easy to say, oh, Leafs fucking choking the playoffs first round, 19 years for their friend. As a Leafs fan, man, what, when somebody says that to you, what can you say? There's nothing you can say. It's like, yeah. We haven't won around in 19 years. And, you know, I, uh, if you think I don't know, you think it doesn't hurt us more than anybody, it, it sucks. It sucks the most. But at the end of the day, I, I agree with both of you guys. And I'm glad you said it. You got to run it back here, man. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to fucking trade a Nylander? You're going to trade a Marner? Like, let's face it, Nylander would be the guy to go. Are you better as a team if you trade a player of William Nylander's caliber that has a $6.9 million cap hit? Realistically, what can you do with $6.9 million that's going to make that team better? Uh, Joel touched on a good point. Maybe it's time to bring in some of these young guys to help out, guys like Nick Robertson. Uh, if we can get Matthew Nyes to come out of college, he keeps just getting absolutely hammered and having a blast, so that's hard to convince him. <laughs> but uh, but no, man, like, fuck. Obviously, if there's, a, if there's a chance to improve your roster, by all means improve your roster, but, like, just run it back and, you know, as stupid as this is to say, eventually something's got to click here, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you brought up Nylander there. Uh, I'd rather take him sub $7 million than um, Tavares at, at $11 million or whatever he's at. And, and yeah, you'd rather have uh, Nylander than a lot of other guys that are being paid more than that. So Nylander's definitely the pro- not the problem, uh, especially considering he shows up in these playoffs uh, more consistently than the others. Uh, that we do mock him for that little, uh, <laughs> little uh, <laughs> uh, failure to uh, get in the mix skate. there in game six, <laughs> game four, whatever that was. Yes, no, he can skate. That's about all he can do, though. In, the, in those moments, but, uh, yeah, he tends to give up a little bit. But uh, yeah, he he's still been the more consistent playoff player, and uh, people act like his contract is insane, but it's actually not. Um, that that's a fine contract for. Uh, for the Leafs, so uh, yeah, good luck to you going forward. Uh, you'll you'll have your hands full, especially if Tavares continues to decline. Uh, I heard Elliot Freeman say that they might move him on the wing, which might be interesting, and move Mitch Martyr to the second line center. So uh, curious to see how that goes. Uh, that Tavares... ain't happening. <laughs> I can see Tavares going to the wing, but it wouldn't be Marner playing center. No. Nealander has center experience, so it'd probably just be a switcheroo between those two. But yeah, hey, you got to keep Marner and Matthews together. Exactly. Exactly. If I can leave it with one last thing here, Ryan, you can jump into uh, Leafs fans. 
look out for each other here a little bit. All right, we got we got enough hate around the league from fucking everybody else that hates us. The last thing we need to do is to be jumping down each other's throats, especially a time like this. You deserve better than that. So you know, just uh, just look out for each other a little bit. That's all. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Especially the current Leafs fans, you were born into it. This is not it's not your fault at all. It's just what what you have to deal with now. It, it sucks, but also like. Your Neil under point, like, would you not rather have a comparable defenseman, like top four defenseman instead of Nylander? You see what, okay, this is what kills you. I was talking to a guy at work and he's, he's actually, it's funny. He's a Flyers fan. So maybe this is just a Philly thing. Uh, <laughs> he was saying, oh, the least need to trade Nylander for a top four defenseman. Well, let me, let me stick, kick this off with Jake Muzzin was not healthy all year long. He had something nagging him all year long. And I thought he played pretty good in the playoffs. So you have Morgan Riley. Jake Muzzin, TJ Brody. You have Rasmus Sandin, who didn't get to play in these playoffs, who's developed into arguably a top four defenseman. Timothy Lilligren had a great year. What are the chances that you could possibly sign Mark Giordano? He's a GTA guy from this area. Maybe he wants to be around his family, you know, for a little bit in his last couple of years in the NHL. Is like, what else can you add? Obviously, if you can improve, yes, but like, that's not a bad decor. You know, that was the narrative four or five years ago. The Leafs need to defend. We need a right shot defenseman. We need a right shot defenseman. I hate to say it, guys, but Kyle Dubas kind of answered your defensive quarrels, man. So uh, maybe maybe it's not great. Maybe I'm in left field here, but I just I would rather have Nylander and run that core on defense that I just listed and maybe find some guys to play in your bottom three or yeah, bottom three pairing. But like uh, to me, like those aren't bad defensemen right there. No. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, no, that's, that's fair. That's, yeah, that's a good that's point. Very, yeah. Very, uh, right. Yeah, I still would rather have somebody with with more meat on the bone. I mean, Muzzin's old as fuck now. He he's, he was slowing down there during the season, and when he even when he was healthy. So uh, yeah, you need to uh, find a Muzzin replacement. I would say, especially considering his cap it. Well, then maybe that's the move, right? Like keep Nealon doing if you gotta, you know, ship out Muzzin and then try and bring somebody in. He's only thirty-three, but yeah, I get it. You know, he's not a young, Slow he's not down. a young buck. He's he's a he's an old Joel. He's not a young towel, you know. So I yeah. get it. I get it. Um, all right, now can we finish that off? Are we done? Can I stop crying? I cried. I'm not gonna lie. I cried. I don't want to cry again. Okay. All right. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, that's what your margaritas are for. Yeah. That's what the fuck off. <laughs> I cried tears into my Bobby Margarita. All right. Um, you're the reason for the teardrops in my margarita. Taylor Swift cut. All right. Let's go. Um, clip. <laughs> We're brought to you by Athletic Greens in their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world, world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Make sure you download the SGPN app. It's now live in the App Store and the Google Play Store. It gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. Okay, we're going to jump into the second round here. I need a bit of a pick-me-up. We got some futures. We got some fucking good hockey series here. Uh, we'll kick things off in the West. We have the Colorado Avalanche against the St. Louis Blues. Colorado obviously has home ice. Uh, Avalanche to win the series is paid off minus 425. St. Louis to win the series plus 325. Jolie, thoughts on your abs here, bud? Do you want to just combine these two together? Otherwise, we would just be saying a lot of the same things. I don't know. No? Yes? Sure. Yeah. What, okay. What What to? Like the first game and uh, the series praise. Yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So we got the Avs and the Blues here. Uh, game one is uh, Avalanche minus 225, Blues plus 190. 12. Give it some fierce. Get going here, man. Let's go, Joel. Let's o'clock slot here. <laughs> Come on. The game itself is in Denver, yeah. Colorado at the Valley Arena. <laughs> The total is over six and a half at minus one thirty. The under is paying off plus one ten. There you go. Um, I can't be objective in calling these games, but I'll 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 try. I'll try. I mean, uh, the Avs are obviously the much better team, and the problem with the Blues is is much like the Rangers. You know, they have an elite power play and uh, some good goaltending at times. Though, of course, Billy Husso lost his job, so that's definitely a problem for them because uh, they're relying on Biddington to be who he was a few years ago. Uh, they need a good goaltender because their defense gives up a lot of chances. Uh, and the Avs, of course, they're, they're salt all the way around. There's no weakness on this team. Even the goaltending is solidified now. I'm, I'm listening to people talk all the time like, oh, Carson Kemper is bad goaltender. Like they're talking like the Avs have a weakness in, in, in net. But uh, Kemper has shown over the past half year that he, he's, he's been better than Grubauer. That's for sure. So I don't know what people are talking about. That's not the problem. If the Avs lose this series... It's not because they're uh, a worse team. It's because they uh, they they blew it. They choked it. This would actually be a choked up 
uh, it would have to require uh, numerous players not showing up to lose this series. I mean, all credit to the Blues, but even if they played 100% of their ability, uh, there's no way that the Avs should lose this series on balance. Um, so, yeah, minus 425, it's it's a bit tough to go that far. So if I would play the Avs, it'd be uh, minus one and a half games, minus 170. That's a lot better because, uh, yeah, they shouldn't go seven at all. Uh, if you just look at the teams, so what they're what they're made of. Uh, yeah, for the Blues, they'll need to score 30% plus in the power play to keep up with the Avs and their offense, unless Bennington just has an otherworldly performance over these uh, over these uh, several games here. Uh, as for game one, that said, I like the over. I think we're going to go back to these refs calling a lot of shit. Uh, unfortunately, so we can get a lot of power plays, and of course, both these teams have awesome power plays, especially in the first round. And I think the abs are 43 percent, which is a little ridiculous. Uh, but of course, they were going against Connor Ingram and the Preds. Um, but yeah, give me the over here, minus 130, over six and a half. I think that's the best play in this game one. Um, because it's tough to say, you don't know if it's about the rest versus rust factor, right? I mean, the the Avs have been off since uh, the Dark Ages and the Blues. They, they, uh, uh, they've only had a few days off. So we'll see if uh, which matters more, the rest or the rust. Uh, it didn't matter last year because the Avs <laughs> just totally. Yeah, I know. I'm just throwing it on here. But, uh, you know, we listen to you in your leaf so you can listen to me. I, I am. I didn't say anything. You're okay. Yeah, you're laughing. You're laughing. Uh, but the Avs here, they they did uh, blow out the Knights in that that after they, they swept up the Blues last year uh, in that rest versus rust thing. So clearly, um, rust was not a factor there. So uh, hopefully it's the same way here. And the Avs just uh, crushed the Blues in game one. I, I'm more inclined to believe that, but uh, I, I think the safer play is over six and a half in the series and um, minus one and a half games for the Avs at minus 170. And it, you know what? If you like the Blues, Bet them to win the Western Conference at plus 850. That's a lot better than plus 325 because uh, there's a very good chance that they will go on to win the Western Conference. So uh, that would be my recommendation if you want the other side. Just take the plus 850. All right, yeah. Joel's not going to say it, but yeah. Bet, bet the over in game one here. The, the Avs swept them last year in their first round. Uh, three what to four. I mean, I said it. That's what I said. Over. No, Joel, <laughs> come on. They went, went over the total. Uh, all three games this this season went over the total. The Avs are just going to completely smoke them in this series. If you're not betting the Avs, I really don't know what you're doing here. Take a minus one and a half game, minus 170, minus 175, whatever you can get. If your book offer is game one and series win at around uh, plus minus 155, that's a great bet as well. The Avs are just a much better team than the Blues. It's not even a rust versus rust factor now because it's been so long. I feel like the Blues are also a little bit rusty. So the Avs at home, you have to go with them in game one on the puck line, take the over, and just take the Avs minus one and a half games in the series. All right. I, I hate I hate to do this, but I'm kind of going against everything Ryan just said. I think that, you know, maybe maybe we're going to see a little bit of a sleepy Colorado team here, you know, and maybe a little sleepy St. Louis team as well because they haven't played in a while either. So the under 6.5 paying off plus 110 is absolutely screaming at me. And I, I will say I do think Colorado is going to win this series. I'm cool handedly. But this first game, man, I kind of see this as a statement game for St. Louis, right? It's like, hey. You know, everybody's saying we're fucked. We're going to get our absolute wheels beat off us against uh, against Colorado. You know, maybe rightfully so. But 
this team surprised me, man. They got some gamers on there, guys like Vladimir Tarasenko. You know, like they know how to win too. So uh, I'm going to give St. Louis a little bit of credit, and I'm going to give them St. Louis puck line, minus 130 here, plus 1.5. I think this first game, now I'm not saying the series, and I don't think it's going to, I'm not saying St. Louis is going to win, but I think at least this first game might be a little bit closer than uh, than we're all kind of tending to believe a little bit here. This is playoff hockey, guys. You don't get to this point in the series and just get absolutely walked, uh, or this point of the season, rather. And uh, like I said, this is a St. Louis team that you, you you can't really count out. I made the mistake of doing it in the first round. I made the mistake of doing it every time I see these guys in the playoffs. And, you know, if, if they end up getting it, I'm going to be fucking Brett Hall drunk in my, in my fucking living room. Just, we went blues, baby. We went blues. So I'll uh, I'll take St. Louis on the, uh, on the puck line there, plus 1.5. Let's fucking go. And the under 6.5 plus 110. I'm thinking like a 3-2 game here. Maybe even like a 4, I guess, yeah, 3-2 game. Maybe even a 2-1 game or some shit. All right, heading back into the West here. Uh, boys, we have the fucking Battle of Alberta in the playoffs. It doesn't get much better than this. This is going to be absolutely sick no matter how it plays out here. We have the Calgary Flames against the Edmonton Oilers. I believe Calgary does have home ice advantage here. Uh, Calgary to win the series paid off minus 195. Edmonton to win the series plus 160. Uh, now the first game on the docket is on Wednesday, 9.30 p.m. game. Uh, do, 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 do. Calgary money lines paying off minus 160. Edmonton money line plus 140. The over under is at six. Over paying off minus 115. The under minus 105. Calgary on the puck line uh, plus 150. And Edmonton on the puck line sitting at minus 180. Uh, I'll jump us in here, boys. I'm just going to straight out take Calgary money line here, minus 160 in this game. Um, it's the Battle of Alberta. It's NHL playoffs. Obviously, anything can happen. I don't think these teams are that close. You know, obviously minus 160 isn't necessarily a pick em, but I'm definitely going to be leading towards the Flames in this game. Although that Dallas series surprised me, but I'm going to give a little bit more credit to uh, to Dallas than I am going to take it away from Calgary, if that makes any sense here. So I'm uh, I'm going to be on the Flames in this series as well. Uh, Flames minus 160 money line in this game over under. Probably leading towards the over here, you know, six goals. But truth be told, you know, maybe it was uh, Ottinger, but Calgary didn't really score too much in that first series. But, uh, uh, and, you know, Jolie said it, Mike Smith wasn't, you know, the worst thing to ever happen in the world. So, but fuck it, I'm still going to lean the over here at minus 115. This is the one series I, I don't have a read on, like, pre-series here. I'm not, I'm not betting on it. I think Calgary will win. If if I were to bet it, I think it would be minus one and a half games, whatever that's at, or uh, game one and series win. I think that's a good price there. But yeah, Edmonton, they could somehow pull this out. I mean, they ran into Quick and beat him. They could maybe beat Markstrom in the second round here as underdogs. But I mean, the Flames, they still think they can beat Ottinger, so they should be able to beat Mike Smith and and they have a much better team than the the Kings do. So the Flames, I feel like, are, are are the chalk here. They are, and it feels like they're the chalk for the reasons for that reason. So I would probably lean that way. Uh, looking at the shot total, 67-28, 54-35, 41-31. You kind of have to lean Calgary. But, I mean, Edmonton in this series is definitely worth the value there at uh, plus whatever they're getting. <laughs> <laughs> That's plus 160. <laughs> All right. Uh, for myself, uh, yeah, I'm kind of leaning the same way, though. I don't like to fade Daryl Sutton in the playoffs. This guy is, uh, he knows how to get things done. Um, 
And he's built a great team with the Flames. Uh, it didn't take him too long either. Uh, he just showed that sometimes all he needs is a new voice in the room, a new coach to uh, set guys right. I mean, the, they look like a bunch of lost kids, these Flames, the last few years. But, but uh, he, he's got them on the right track now, and they look like uh, a fairly dominant team. Still got a few questions about their, their depth. I mean... Foy is a great second-line player. Uh, he, he was a bit snake-bitten that first round until he finally potted one. Well, that was game six or game seven. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Oilers have even less depth. So, I mean, the, the Kane's been on fire. He, he's got seven goals, of course. You mentioned that earlier. Uh, I think he's got the most goals other than Gretzky after a player missing the first uh, 40-ish games in a season. So that's just Not tells bad. You how, yeah. <laughs> He's been scoring goals for fun. He's fit in like a glove, hand in glove there in Edmonton. Uh, and they need that. They need as much secondary scoring as they can get, especially if Drysaddle is going to be out. That's the thing that's concerning. Uh, I would uh, want to lean the Oilers here with the, the the plus money, especially because I want to cheer for them because I really do not like the Flames. Uh, I like Sutter, but I do not like the Flames. Um, and I want to see McDavid go as, as far as possible. I mean, an Oilers avalanche... Western Conference Final, that would be uh, that would be uh, legit, uh, as they say. But for this one, it's it's hard to call this this one the series. I'm not going to play the series. I mean, I, I I found a bet where McDavid uh, over over Goudreau for points. I hammered that. I think that's a great bet because even if the Oilers lose, there's a great chance that that uh, McDavid will score a lot of points too. And I don't see this game, this series being, uh, you know what, give me the over games, over the games, over five and a half games, whatever the line is, I'm not looking at it right now. Uh, maybe Ryan can pull up bet MGM. But this this one is likely going the distance, but they'll at least go six games. So give me that. I think it'll be back and forth. Uh, we know that the TV networks, the league, the refs, they're all going to be doing their part to conspire and make sure we get uh, as many of these games as possible. And, uh, of course, both teams will be going zigzag, zigzag. Uh, they'll be able to be responding after a loss. So I think this goes six or seven games. So whatever the odds are for that, uh, that's what I recommend for this. Um, game one, can't really do much without knowing uh, the status of McDay or uh, Drysaddle. Uh, he was limping around and, uh, on uh, Saturday night there, and he might have a high ankle sprain. So that that's a bit concerning. But, uh, yeah, I would lean to the under here. But, uh Again, we don't know how these refs will behave. You know, they're totally different in the games oh, six and seven. Sassy. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Dreisler is going to play. I, I think the power play goals over one and a half is back on the table for these early games. Uh, over five and a half games in this series is minus 175. To go six games is plus 200. To go seven is plus 210. Yeah, I would, take, I would lay the minus 175 myself. I don't think that either one of these teams is going to dominate. So that's fine with me. Um, and, yeah, finally, just uh, it's hard to call this, this first game, though. Uh, we don't know how these refs are going to do. Like, uh, are they going to continue up from where they were in game six and seven? Or are they going to go back to where they were in the early part of the playoffs? Uh, in which case, yeah, the over one and a half power play goals will likely cash here with both teams. Great power plays. And, um yeah, I really don't have play in the first game here, but uh, give me the over five and a half games here for the series. Dude, that's such a good point, too. Like, uh, the the refing league-wide in the first round was notable, to say the least, I guess. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Like, maybe they got the memo, hey, fucking start calling everything, you know, but let, uh, let's see if that translates to the second round. It would not shock me one bit 
to see that just kind of, you know, go right out the fucking window come second round here. Um, boys, I don't like doing this in playoffs. You know, it's a pretty important time of the year, so I've been refraining from it a little bit here. But if you're not on Calgary in this series, and let alone Calgary to win by, like, two games or minus one and a half games, whatever it is, you're fucking peanut butter nuts. And you know why? Gentlemen. Gentlemen. What happens when you put oil in the flame, baby? The flame just burns hotter and it fucking burns brighter, all right? So the flames are going to do some work. Fuck the Oilers. Connor McDavid, more like Connor McTits. It's not even going to matter. Mike Smith is going to be an old man, gray bush, fucking little dad dick chode. He's fucked. He's gone. These Oilers are done. These Oilers are done in five. Calgary's going to stomp the fucking wheels off him, man. Calling it right now. Book it. Uh okay, we're heading things out to the east here. Short and sweet, I like it. Short and sweet. Hit the fucking <laughs> hit that nail and fucking go drink a beer. That's what you do. Uh okay, kicking things on the docket here in the east. We got the Florida Panthers against the Toronto Maple Leafs, Tampa Bay Lightning. Rather, that is Florida Panthers to win the series, paying off minus one sixty. Big favorites for the Panthers. Holy shit! Tampa Bay Lightning plus one thirty to win the series. That first game is taking place on Tuesday. Uh, it is at 7 p.m. It's the first game on the docket. We got Tampa Bay on the money line. is sitting at plus 135. Florida on the money line, minus 155. Over-under is at 6.5. Uh, over is paying off minus 130. The under, plus 110. Tampa Bay on the puck line, sitting at minus 190. Florida on the money line, it's at plus 155 here. I think we might have some contradicting views on the show here. Uh, I got to be honest. After what I saw from that Tampa team, boys, I'm kind of, and I know it's, Maybe a dick thing for me to say as a Leafs fan here. I could see Tampa making a run. And honestly, why not go three in a row? That's a sick story. It hasn't been done since the fucking Islanders in the 80s here. And they look good, man. I know the numbers don't necessarily show it, but we all, or at least for that first series, but we all know what Vasilevsky can do. This guy's an absolute stud, and he's a stud when it matters, eh? Like, if this guy needs to win a game, whether that's overtime, whether that's a game seven, coming off a loss, what is he, 17-0 and 0 coming off a loss in the playoffs or some shit like that? It's absolutely incredible. They got the best defenseman in the league in Victor Hedman. Ryan McDonough is no slouch either. Mikhail Sergachev is a little rat. He's fucking digging around. He gets you going. Uh, Offensively, they're an absolute stud. Nikita Kucherov, so good at hockey. It's not even fair. little concerned because Braden Point had a little injury in Game 7 against the Leafs. I haven't really looked in to see how he's feeling. Uh, I haven't heard anything too bad, though, so that's a good sign. But it is playoffs, so wouldn't be surprised if they were withholding information. Uh, Obviously, this team isn't as depth or have as good depth as they did last year but this team is still good man so tampa plus 135 money line in this game for me you know a great man or or once i thought was a great man said (laughs) fuck the goddamn tampa bay lightning (laughs) and i agree with that completely in this series the panthers played against a team that knew how to beat them in the Capitals. The Capitals won two out of the first three games, and Florida still came out and won the last three games in the series to win in six here. Tampa Bay without Braden Point, I feel like he's going to be without for, he's going to be out for at least a few games here with how he looked in uh, game seven there. You got the Panthers at home. They're not going to go over on the power play. They're going to start scoring. They're going to light up the fucking Tampa Bay Lightning, and they're going to win this series in six games. Well, I saw that uh, John Cooper said that he, Braden Point is doubtful for game one, but it'll be game, day-to-day after that. Uh, so I think he does return at some point. 
Um, unless, of course, it's just mind games and making the Panthers prepare for him, you know, even though they never roll him out there and he's actually done and broke his leg and all that. But no, I think he does come back. Uh, but uh, for the first game after that emotional emotional victory against the Leafs, I think the Lightning, it's a lot to ask for them to come back a few days later and beat a uh, Panthers team that'll be up for this rivalry game. Um, I think they lose game one here, at which point I recommend betting the Lightning. Maybe not, even if not game two, game three, uh, because I think the Lightning come back in the series to do it again. They might win it in seven games again. Uh, this Lightning team has, has more heart than any other team in the league right now, and uh, they they have oh, the best goalie in the world right now in net and Vasilevsky. Uh, he had a shaky first uh, four or five games, but uh, game six and seven, the closeout games, he was on fire. And if it weren't for him, the Lightning would have lost by multiple goals. So uh, with him and Net and Bobrovsky on the other side, I will take the Lightning here, but uh, only after the first game because I do think the Panthers win game one. Um, and watch out for the over two, over six and a half, your minus one thirty. That's calling me. Uh, Lightning Panthers. They played a bunch of high-scoring games in the regular season against each other. And uh, Vasilevsky, I uh, just talked him up, but uh, uh, during the earlier games, he was not good at all. And of course, there's Bobrovsky on the other side. And the Panthers defense is. Uh, uh, arguably the worst of the remaining team. Well, actually, no, there's the fucking Oilers and, and the Blues, too. So, <laughs> worse than the Eastern Conference, anyway. Um, uh, so, yeah, give me the over here for the game and give me the Lightning to win the series after game one because they get much better odds then. All right, we're going to head things down here. This is our last series in the docket. Uh, we got the New York Rangers against the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, I believe Carolina is home ice for this series, or I, I think so, right? Um, so Carolina to win the series paid up minus two twenty. New York to win the series plus one eighty. Odds are kind of lopsided. Who knows what we'll end up getting here? The first game is on Wednesday at seven p.m. Uh, New York on the money line sitting at plus one forty five. Carolina money line minus one sixty five. The over under is set at five point five. Over paying off minus one twenty. The under plus one hundred. Uh, New York on the puck line is sitting at minus 175. That's plus 1.5. And Carolina on the puck line is sitting at plus 145. That's minus 1.5. All right, Margarita Monster, close us off here, buddy. What are you thinking in this series? What do you got? Yeah, this series, this is the series that I thought lined up very well for the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes got past the Bruins. They had to. Rangers battled the way past the penguins and and the hurricanes have just a huge advantage i feel like over the rangers they had a much better advantage in their regular season at five on five they're getting anti ranta playing well in net even if they don't get fred anderson back shesterkin's been kind of shaky i've been good on him all year long but i feel like the rangers don't win the first run series if jari and crosby are healthy healthy the whole time so I have to I have to go with Carolina here. I feel like they get it done in in five or six games. Uh, game one minus one sixty five definitely is not bad at all for them at home. So go Carolina here, whatever way you can find the best money. Absolutely, I uh, I celebrated the Penguins as a much better team in round one, and that's because they are. It's just because uh, uh, Rangers get lucky. I don't know how they do it all the time, and uh, the goaltending showed up when it matters, I guess. But I'm going to take the better team here, and it's not like the Hurricanes goaltending has been bad either with Ranta and Net, and there's always the possibility that Freddie Anderson comes back if uh, Ranta starts to slip up. 
Uh, so yeah, give me the Canes. You're all the way minus one and a half games. You're paying off plus one ten. That's just fine with me. And you know what? The Rangers uh, they rely on their power play. And you know what? The Hurricanes have an historically good penalty kill, so that should neutralize that um, offensive threat there for the Rangers. And uh, yeah, the Hurricanes defense should be able to to uh, slow down the Rangers offense. Um, yeah, just give me the the Canes here. Uh, Last one and a half games, plus 110. And uh, actually, give me the over, though, in the first game. Uh, it's based off of the, the refs. I mean, the Hurricanes do take a lot of penalties. So uh, even if they stop most of them, they, they could allow one or two power play calls. And uh, the Rangers are just uh, dog shit defensively. And, um, and yeah, the Canes have a lethal offense themselves. So give me over five and a half goals here, minus 120. We've seen overs cash again and again and again in these playoffs uh, up till the game sevens. So uh, I'm going to keep riding that over train. Give me the over five and a half here at minus 120. And the Canes minus one and a half games, plus 110. Yeah, I like Carolina in this series. So like you said, maybe minus, uh, what is that, one and a half games, plus 110. That's an excellent look. Um, Pittsburgh made New York look pretty human, man. So uh, And Carolina, to me, is arguably a better team than the Penguins, especially if they are healthy. So that kind of helps the cause. Uh, I'm going to ride with exactly what you just said, though, too, Julie. The over at 5.5 in this first game, minus 120. I feel like this could be like maybe 2-1 after the first period. You know, like you said, New York does have a struggling defense. Both these teams can show up offensively, especially if good old dry hair, uh, dry hair or Temi Panarin shows up. I call him dry hair because the guy doesn't fucking sweat because he only plays offense. But um, <laughs> so if dry hair shows up and fucking lights down a couple titty bars, like uh, I see this over being very passable, very hittable. Um, and like I said, I like Carolina in the series just like you guys do here. So find ways to bet a minus 165 on the money line isn't even that bad. Obviously, I would like that to see a little bit better, but hey, we'll take it. But the over 5.5 in this first game is the play. Take that way you can because I can, I don't want to lock it, but I can almost guarantee that this number will be at at least six for game two. All right, boys, that covers uh, that covers the series. That covers our games for Tuesday and Wednesday there. Uh, we'll move down to our little bankroll we got going on here. Um, I'm having a tough goal here. I'm currently lost about half my bankroll. I'm at uh, 493 puck bucks and 10 cents. Ryan's taken away here. He's at 1,151 puck bucks and 25 puck cents. And Joel's sitting at 815 puck bucks and 35 puck cents. Uh, Ryan, you filled up the list here, buddy. So you run through yours first. What do you got? Yeah, I, I got some. Uh, got, I got some bets here for the second round. My first one Couple is bets. the Hurricanes minus one and a half games, a plus one ten for one hundred puck bucks here. I think that they're definitely the better team than the Rangers. So, so give me that for a hundred puck bucks. Uh, I got the Panthers minus one sixty in this series for one hundred and sixty puck bucks. I think they definitely get it done against Tampa Bay. Claude Giroux showing up big time in the playoffs. Then I have the Avalanche to win game one and the series minus one fifty five for one hundred fifty five puck bucks. I could see them easily sweeping that or winning it in five. I'm going to hedge out a little bit here with the uh, Blues to win the Western Conference at ten puck bucks. If they get past the Abs, I think they get past the winner of the Battle of Alberta there. So that's a good value bet. And then I'm taking a game bet here. Blues, Avs, game one, over six and a half goals, minus 130 for 65 puck bucks. Should be just a goal fest like all three meetings during the regular season were. Yeah, Ryan stole that little uh, Blues Western Conference play from me. But that's okay. I'm going to put a little bit more It's a syndicate. It's a syndicate. Yeah. 
St. Louis Blues Western Conference plus eight fifty uh, thirty-five. <laughs> We're gonna call it Tuck Bucks. Okay, I want to be a little different than you guys. Your Puck Bucks, lame shit. Tuck Bucks, I think sounds way cooler. Wait, wait, Sharky, don't count that if he's taking the Tuck Bucks. <laughs> oh, give me a. Fuck we, we need the puck. You gotta say it. Bitch. You gotta say it. Puck bucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thirty-five. Puck Bucks, fucking. Blues to win the Western Conference plus a fifty. Uh, yeah, just I think that the the Central Division is a lot stronger than the Pacific Division, and uh, whatever team comes out of this battle is going to be more fit to take on the winner of the Oilers and uh, the Flames, especially because they'll likely destroy each other in seven games. So I'm fine with that, and that's why I'm also going with the Avalanche. Western Conference minus one twenty five eighty five buck bucks. I already have a bunch of puck bucks on this uh but i'm adding more to it because i'm so <laughs> confident that the central division will show it's the best uh division in the west which uh, is a, a very low bar considering how awful the pacific is uh cough cough nights and uh next up we'll go on with the carolina hurricanes minus one and a half games a plus 110 uh, 50 buck bucks on that uh, i said it already they're just much better team rangers are st- Danky, they're frauds, and they just have a goaltender that uh, bailed them out, but has shown himself to be human, unlike his Russian counterpart Vasilevsky in these uh, closeout games. So give me the Canes there, minus one and a half. Uh, next up, uh, same series. We're going with the Rangers, Hurricanes, over five and a half, minus 120 in game one, 30 puck bucks on that. Uh, I just said it again just recently there. Uh, uh, we're relying a lot more penalties here in these early games, and uh, the fact that I do not believe that Chesterkin is is uh, quite playoff ready yet. And uh, of course, the Rangers. I think almost every one of their games went over, if not all of them. But uh, yeah, they're they're they're. It's funny watching the the total go from five and a half to six to six and a half by the end of that series because uh, there are goals throughout it. So uh, I'm hoping for the same thing here, at least for this first game. Over five and a half goals here, Rangers, Hurricanes. Uh, I'm quickly adding one here that I like a little bit. I think that was the number, right? Plus 110 for that? I think we said it. Either way, we can fix it, whatever it is. Um, yeah. All right. So for myself, I got Tampa Bay uh, Lightning Series win, plus 130. Uh, I'm going to put down 93 puck bucks and 10 puck cents in that. Um, for Calgary money line minus 160, I'm going to put down 50 puck bucks, and that is for game one. Um, I'm also going to add New York Rangers versus Carolina in that game one. I'm taking the over 5.5. We talked about it a little bit earlier there when we were running through it a couple minutes ago. I really like that number. I like it so much. I'm putting down 150 puck bucks on that. I'm running my whole bankroll here, boys. We could be in trouble if these aren't hitting for me and ending things off. What are you saying? What are you saying? Make sure you're not betting too much here. Go ahead. I'm not. I, I added. We're okay. Don't worry. Fucking maybe numbers are different in giraffe land. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I also having Calgary series win uh, minus 1.5. So they're going to win the series by two games. Plus 110. We talked about it. 50 puck bucks. This one's going to hurt for Edmonton, man. Battle of Alberta here. McDavid. It's going to be hurt. It's going to be like, you know, when you go to like itch your balls and you accidentally pull out a pubic hair, like a nut hair on your ball sack it is the most painful fucking like 20 seconds of your life after 
Like, uh, there's nothing that hurts more than people. These women are always talking about childbirth and shit. There's nothing more that hurts than accidentally scratching out a nut hair. That's what it's going to be like for Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers fans when they get pumped this series by the fucking Calgary Flames. Give me the Flames series win minus 1.5 plus 110, 50 puck bucks here. I hate to point this out so early in the game, but we did say that the rules were you couldn't bet more than 50% of your current bankroll. And you are over that, Talon. Joel, I don't Ooh. know if you want to voice. No, good call. Talk. Good note. Get good in on this. Okay, what can I get? What can I put on this game before being over that? You can put uh, half of your 493. So you can put uh, 246. Well, fuck, I'm over before I even do this game then. <laughs> yeah, so you, have, so you have to completely, completely. That's such bullshit. Okay, fuck. Hey, the who, rules are the rules. these rules? Well, I, just, I didn't want you to run out of money so quickly. You know, we want to have some content later on in the playoffs. <laughs> Can I buy back in? Okay, I've taken <laughs> out my Calgary money line minus one, minus one sixty. I'm taking that out, fifty puck bucks, and I'm gonna drop my New York Rangers Carolina over five point five to one hundred. Okay. That works, doesn't it? Do the math. Where's the math? Yeah, that works. That works. That works. That works. That's, that's less than fifty okay. percent of your bankroll. Yes. So, okay. That that's like so what forty nine percent of my bankroll. It's uh yes exactly. So so run those uh, three bets oh. over for uh, Sharky and a spreadsheet. Okay, I'm just doing this really quickie. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning series win plus one thirty ninety three puck bucks and ten cents. New York Rangers Carolina Hurricanes over five point five game one one hundred puck bucks. Uh, Calgary series win minus 1.5 games plus 110 50 puck bucks. I'm coming for you. I'm taking um, all your guys' money. The the over game one game one in Rangers Hurricanes is minus 120. Just for clarification, for sure. Oh, did I not have that in? My bad. Okay, there you go. There's your shit. Fuck your rules. Rules are for nerds. Uh, that's what we got, boys. That pretty much wraps it up. Anything else we're gonna jump into here? No, I think we're good. I think we're good there. Just make sure you uh, leave a fucking five star review here on the Hockey Gambling Podcast. Come on. Okay, okay. Uh, everybody, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be, man. Tons of sick articles. We had a big week in sports, dude. NHL playoffs, second round. It's going to be an absolute kick ass thing. Uh, I think basketball playoffs are still going on from what I hear at work, so that's pretty cool. MOB's doing its thing. They're probably got like fucking 180 more games to go. Who knows? So if you're into that, by all means, go check it out. Tons of shit. Uh, NASCAR is ripping. Sick golf tournament coming up this weekend. Bunch of shit, man. So you can find all that at Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. And like I said at the beginning of the show, be on the lookout for a couple articles for uh, from some of your boys here on the Hockey Gambling Podcast. I know they've been putting a lot of work into it, so they're going to be worth checking out for sure. I'm sure those will be posted within the next couple of days. Uh, and shout out to all of our friends and pals on the Slack group, man. Slack's always popping off. Uh, you know, was, uh, that's the support line I needed to read when I was feeling a little down the past couple of days because my team made me cry. Uh, and it's good to see everybody's in there making money. There's a couple of new faces too, man. So that's always good to see. Uh, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Slack. If you're not in the Slack, get your ass in the fucking Slack. You're losing money, baby. That's cool. Yeah, we love to see the new faces. We love to see the new old faces in there. Come on and join us in there. We'll all make some money, money together there. And yeah, if you're still listening to this over an hour, almost two hours into this podcast, and you're not in the Slack channel, I, I really just don't know what you're doing with your life. Cause So uh, join us, sg.pn slash Slack. Have a great time in there, and we'll uh, all uh, win some money together. 
All right, guys. My name is Talon Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins 94. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can find me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Meyer. You can find me cheering on Germany and Canada at the IIHF World Championships <laughs> with a tournament for losers who aren't in the Stanley Cup playoffs anymore. And, uh, yeah, let's go. Uh, los geht's Deutschland and uh, let's go Canada. <laughs> is, is Adolf oh, Seider in that tournament? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Peace. Yeah, Adolf Seider, man. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.